You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's a member of our team with this week's message. All right, this morning we're going to go into part three of finding joy, finding joy. And and the the theme is knowing Jesus and finding joy. And, And Brent and Lexi done a great job Weeks one and two, Brent especially did a great job. I was out on vacation, and uh, I thought he did great. Did you guys think he did great? I thought he did great. But thank God for the podcast, right? We can go back, we can listen to it. Even when we miss, we have some nice resources at our, at our disposal to continue to grow in our walk with God. So before we dive into the sermon, let's have a word of prayer. God, thank you so much for this opportunity today, God, to share your word. God, I pray that it challenges us, and God, that we take the next step in bringing joy to our world. And we love you and we praise you. Amen. So I want to start off with a question. What brings you joy in life? Take a minute, think about it. What brings you joy in life? I have a feeling some some of the things that bring me joy in life are going to be similar to what bring you joy in life. But who knows? So let's take a, let's take a look. So maybe for you, it's your significant other. Obviously, I love Jamie very much. Uh, there are times where we hate each other, right? We're married. For you who are married, don't, don't get quiet on me. Don't get silent <laughs> on me. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But there's a joy there, right? There's, there, there's a, a feeling of joy being together and, and building life together, right? Maybe you have kiddos. Maybe that's your own children. You're, well, of course, you, if you had kiddos, you have children, right? But maybe it's grandkids. Uh, maybe it's your nieces and nephews, things like that. But <clears throat> I can tell you, if you've never had kids, maybe you're thinking when you see other people's kids, if you should have kids. And that's a perfectly rational thought, right? And some of you would be best to never have kids in your life. But I can tell you as a dad, there is no greater joy in seeing my girls get it, right? There's no, there's no greater joy, whether that's uh, praying before bed, praying before we eat our meal, no matter what that might be, making friends, they get it, right? And when they, when they get it, it, there's a joy that you can't, you can't explain as a father. For me, another thing that I love that brings me joy in my life is food. I love food. It is a, uh, I, I, would, I was thinking about it after first service. I would probably say it's a cornerstone of my life. Uh, I, I'm married. I have kids, yes, but food is so important to me. Some of the best memories in my life are around breaking bread with other people. Some of the, the best jobs I've got in my life are, are job offers over over breaking bread with somebody, right? So I love food. I enjoy it. <clears throat> and, and it's just a place that I find joy in. Another thing is kind of a, uh, kind of a painful thing to talk about based off the picture that you're about to see. But maybe uh, for you, it's uh, Auburn or Alabama football. As you can see in this picture, <clears throat> one of my kids is amazing. She supports me. <laughs> she loves me. She's there for me. And it's Ellie. You see that joy in her life. I did not see that joy last night as we got trounced by LSU. But Amy Kate, uh, with her mo- mother's help um, to, to, to force a wedge between me and my children, roots for Alabama. And so it's, it's a painful experience for dad uh, to go through on game days because Alabama typically wins and Auburn, well, you know, you know what we typically do. So, uh, so it's a little painful, a little painful for me. Uh, maybe another thing you find joy in in your life is your career. I love my career. I love what I do for a living. I love the people I get to impact. I love 
the, the, the ability to provide for my family uh, in a way that allows my wife to stay home and take care of our kids. I, I love being able to do that, but I have a lot of joy in my career. Uh, I love to travel. Uh, for those of you that know me know I travel a lot for work. Not Traveling for work is not to be mixed up with traveling for vacation. So those of you who have to travel for work, you share my pain, right? Everybody's, oh, you got to travel. You got to go to New York City. Man, you got to, do, you got to go to Miami. How was the beach? I don't know. I was there for work, okay? So, so look, I've got to see some amazing things in my life from work, but really the, where I love traveling is when I can unwind, right? I can connect uh, with the people closest to me. And I've got to share a lot of joy in those places. Maybe joy for you looks like uh, sharing your faith. And I know you'll see two pictures behind you of, of, from sermon series this year, Easter, and, uh, and, and, and you'll, see, you'll see that, yes, I'm taking these pictures with my family, but, you know, that's after service, right? That's, you know, we've been here for our hour and 15 minutes. We go take a picture as a family, and, and we post it. Yeah, that's one way we're sharing our faith, but really where I love sharing my faith and where I find joy is when we're not here, right? When we have people over at our house, uh, when we have a big group over for a Super Bowl party. Um, when we have a big group over for, for, for a worship team meeting or whatever. That's where I find joy in sharing my faith and, and also in everything else that I do in life. So, so, so where are we going with this? Where are we going with, with knowing joy or knowing Jesus and finding joy? The truth is joy is found in what you know, in what you know, what you choose to invest in and what you choose to share with others, right? That's where joy is found, Okay. But here's the thing, you have to work at it, right? Joy don't just come naturally to us, right? We're busy, things are going on in our life, things don't just happen. But if I'm going to be happy with Jamie, we got to work at it, right? I can't just talk to her on Friday and Saturday or Sunday and hope everything goes okay. We've got to work on it. We've got we've to have conversations. So you with your significant other, you kind of know that. With your kids, maybe, you know that to establish joy, to establish a baseline of what God is doing in your life and how God is working through your relationships, you have to work at it, right? You got, you got to put the time in. You got to share with them, right? You've got to do those kinds of things. So if we know, if we know, that, that, if we know that that is the case, how does the truth and the Word of God work together with knowing joy, with, with sharing joy with others? Well, the truth is, Knowing Jesus is where truth, your purpose, and dreams intersect. That is where true joy is found. Because here's the truth, guys. The only truth that is real, that is something that you know that you can base your entire life on, is the Word of God. Everything else in life really is not, it's not a truth that you can base things off of. So if you have a, a foundation of, of, of not having God in your life, of not experiencing the truth and the Word of God, you can't find true joy. You really can't. And, and the reason why I say that is I know it in my life. All of the things that I just showed you, that is God working in my life, except for maybe the food in Auburn football, right? Auburn football's got to come on with it a little bit. But, but all those things, God has worked in my marriage, met my wife at church. My kids obviously came from me meeting my wife at church, right? My career, God blessed me, gave me an opportunity right? Being able to travel. God has blessed us in the ability to do that. So that's how I know that joy is prevalent in my life. Joy is here. It's living with me. But 
I have to have a joy-led mindset. And before we get to that, I want to share a scripture from Philippians 3. As I, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Therefore, all who are mature should think this way. And if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this also to you. In any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. So this scripture, it doesn't matter if you were saved this morning when you woke up and you got out of bed and you accepted Jesus into your heart. It doesn't matter if you were saved 50 years ago, 60 years ago. You're to share the truth you've attained. So in finding joy, and knowing Jesus and finding joy, there's a key element here that we have to do as Christians and as people who are trying to pursue what God's called us to be. We have to share it. We don't get, that's our choice to make, but it states right here in Scripture, plain as day, that we have to share this joy. We have to share the truth that we've attained. And again, that scripture is not outlining, hey, if you've been saved 20 years, now you get to choose your faith. You get to share your faith. You get to share this joy that God's given you. That's not what that scripture says. It really, really, if you look at it in any case, Paul's saying, hey, you probably won't get the first part. Or, hey, even if you want to argue with me. Or, hey, this is what you got to do, no matter what. We should live up to whatever truth we have attained. So, with that, how do we apply this to our life? We have to have a joy-led mindset, okay? I get it. The mundane, the things weighing you down, things, things breaking you down at work. Maybe your marriage isn't going so great. Maybe you have a strange relationship with your kids. Maybe your career is a pain right now. You still have to choose joy because here's the truth, guys. You could be the only difference in your world. You could be the only way people see Jesus in your world. It's true. Because, look, I showed you at the beginning things that brought me joy, and I asked you to think about things that brought you joy, right? That means we live in two different worlds. I can't hop in your world and be Jesus to somebody. You can't hop in my world and be Jesus to somebody. We have to choose to live that out. So having a joy mindset, knowing Jesus is where truth, your purpose, and dreams intersect. This is where joy is found. And it's your choice to live it out. I can't choose that for you. I can't choose to read your Bible for you every day. I can't choose to go in prayer with you every day for your world. You have to be the difference in your world. So if, if we're thinking about joy and we're thinking about how we can apply this to our life, let's take a look at some more scripture. So these are four key scriptures uh, that, that really minister to me as God was laying this sermon on my heart. Psalms 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. David was a king. Very, probably very rarely was he ever alone. What does that mean? He probably burst out in songs, and it impacted the people around him. He made a choice to do that. Next scripture, Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy, and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Overflow, that means I can't contain it. I can't keep it with me. I've got to share it. I've got to make that choice to share it, right? Psalm 1611, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. So when I bring joy into my world, there's fullness in it. People experience it. And 2 Corinthians 610, 
our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything. So no matter what you're going through, no matter the circumstance, no matter the pain, no matter what's happening in your life, you still have everything through the truth of Christ. And again, that's where joy is found. John Maxwell has a great quote. Dreams don't work unless you do. So when you're in this, when you're in this valley, you're in this hard place, whatever's going on in your life, and you're like, I can't be joy for somebody today. Listen, knowing Jesus is where truth, your purpose, and dreams intersect. You can't be one without the other. You can't. So in order to, to give joy to people, you've got to live out the purpose and the calling of Christ. You have to live that out. And guess what you got to do? you got to work at it. This is not a prosperity gospel message where, hey, come, come drop it in the bucket. You'll be blessed the rest of the week. It's not what this is, guys. This is a message where when you walk out that door, I pray, I pray that you make the decision to live joy out in your world. And if you don't, I pray you're convicted every minute of the week. All right? Because it's your choice. It's your choice. And it's, your, it's, it's, it's not necessarily your ability, okay? Because God's going to use you. It's your choice to say, hey, I'm going to pray for you through this this week. I'm going to show the love of God to everybody around me this week. It's you making that conscious decision to be the difference in your world. This next scripture, Psalms 126.5 says, Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. So if you're in that pain season where things are not going right, work it. Work it. Read the word. Pray. Go to grow group. Find your group. Find your people. Find that place where people are going to work with you because there is a season coming. There's a season coming that your life is going to be much better. Okay, and, and what we're talking about, again, is having a joy-led mindset, taking that next step in your walk with God. Again, your world is different than my world. Your joy is found differently than where my joy is found. But the truth is the same for all of us. We have to make that choice to live it out. We have to make that choice. Diedrich Bonhoeffer has an amazing quote. And for those of you that don't know Diedrich Bonhoeffer, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a German pastor during the time of, of Germany uh, rising to power under Hitler. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer was part of the group that decided Hitler needed to be assassinated and killed. And um, the assassination failed, and he was arrested and placed into German custody in concentration camps. And, and he has a book called The Cost of Discipleship, and he states his biggest regret in life was being a part of that assassination attempt. Now, every one of us, I would think, maybe, possibly, if we had a chance to end Hitler and stop the genocide, we probably, every one of us would probably pull the trigger. Every one of us. This man said it was his greatest mistake because he didn't love Hitler where he was at. He didn't love him. He didn't try to help him. He didn't, he didn't try. He just thought the best thing to do would be to end him. It wasn't his call to make. It wasn't his call to make. It wasn't his choice to make. He got involved in something that he should never been involved in. But it didn't stop him. In these concentration camps, he developed, uh, he developed these relationships with the German soldiers. And, and after he was executed, 
the German soldiers in this camp that he was stationed at wept. See, Dietrich Bonhoeffer didn't let his great mistake or his circumstances that he was in dictate the joy that he showed to these soldiers. And it's an it's amazing story of how somebody took that next step and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show joy no matter where I'm at, no matter what's going on in my life, I'm going to be the joy in my world. I'm going to be the difference in my world. And he touched those German soldiers in such a way that they literally wept when he died. I mean, think about how crazy that is. But he's got this quote, your life as a Christian should make non-believers question their disbelief in God. See, I don't think, personally, I don't think God asks us to do that much. I really don't. He asks us to study the Word. He asks us to pray. And he asks us to share the gospel into all the world. I can't, go to, I can't go to Israel today. I can't. You can't either. Right? We can't change that situation. What we do have the power to change is how we change our world. My world. The world I live in. You have the ability to change the world you live in. But only you can make that choice. We can have every sermon, every single week, can be the greatest sermon you've ever heard in your life. If you don't apply it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have to make the choice when you walk out these doors to say, I'm going to live a joy-filled life. I'm going to be the difference in my world. It's your choice. It's your decision. And we, we can come back next Sunday, we can preach the same exact sermon. And we can come back the following Sunday and do the exact same sermon. We can do the same sermon in every grow group we have for 10 weeks. But until you make the choice, to live a joy-filled life, to impact your world in a positive way. It's just words. We have to put things into action. And I can tell you, Dietrich Bonhoeffer put things into action. Paul in the Church of Philippians put things into action. So as you stand with me, go ahead, go ahead and stand with me. As you stand with me, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that you, as you leave today, you make the choice to live a joy-filled life. That no matter the circumstance you're facing, no matter what's going on, no matter the weight that's being a burden in your life, you're going to live a joy-filled life. And you're going to see people connect with Jesus in a way that you've never seen before. Because again, I don't think it's that difficult to, to do what Jesus asked us to do. We just simply have to make that choice to do it. And shortly, we're going to have some prayer team members come up and as these prayer team members come up, they're here to, to, to go to battle with you. They're here to pray for you this week that you make this choice to be all you can be in your relationship with God, to live a joy-filled life, to be that difference in your world. If, if, if you ask Jamie, Jamie will tell you, I don't like to talk about it. I like to be about it. It's just the truth. I want to, I, look, let's, if we're going to do something, we're going to do it right. I'm not, I'm not going to do it half-tailed. just not going to do it. So I'm asking you, I'm inviting you, come on this journey with me. Take that step with me. As soon as I get off this stage, I'm going to go to one of these prayer team members. Because I want to be the difference in my world. I want to see joy in my world because God used me. 
Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at Church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.